Hello, everybody. This is Paul Paquin here at Golden Financial Services. So we're going to do a series on credit. Okay, there's going to be three podcasts in this series. Now, keep in mind, this is my first podcast. Let's jump right in and get started here. I'm going to start with a quick story, one that for many years I couldn't reveal because it was embarrassing. Sometimes the hardest thing to do in life is to admit something that you're ashamed of. You'd rather block it out and just pretend it never happened, right? Now, my credit score was around 540 back in 2005. That was just one year after I created Golden Financial Services. I was 25 years old at the time, just finally starting to just mature in my life. Now, who'd think the CEO of Golden Financial Services, where we help folks with their finances and getting out of debt, and we even include credit repair on our programs today, had a lower credit rating than most of his clients. 15 years ago, my credit sucked. Excuse my French, but that's just an honest and straightforward assessment of it. My credit report was flawed with collection accounts, late marks, a reckless number of inquiries from over-applying for credit, unpaid medical bills, and even a car repossession. When I moved from Florida to California, I didn't properly close all of my utility accounts before moving, like my cable and electric bill, and bam! A few more collections landed on my credit report. So it was just completely flawed with negative marks, collections, late marks. Trust me, I'm not bragging. This is not something that I want to brag about and talk about. Um, it's, it's, I'm telling you, I'm revealing it, okay, because it's relevant to my story and important that I share these details. Because the good news is there's a happy ending. And I'm going to tell you exactly how I went from having a 540 credit score to now having one of the highest credit scores I've ever seen. And I, and I see hundreds of credit scores every single month, um, you know, dealing uh, with clients in, in our business the way we do. So today I have an 828 credit score. It's flawless. There's nothing negative on it. No, no collections, no late marks and over a quarter of a million dollars in available credit. Here's how I did it. Credit lesson number one. You have to look at past mistakes and use them because past mistakes can be your future success. Right? Between 18 to 24 years of age, I was still young and didn't truly understand what good financial health meant and the long-term benefits of having a high credit score. I don't know about you, but back in my early 20s, I was not the same person that I am today. Heck, I didn't even want kids back in my younger years. I, I remember saying, I'll never have kids. Kids are annoying. And I'd say, I don't even like kids. Today, I couldn't imagine what life would be without my two angels. My point being, your brain changes over time. Don't be ashamed of your past. Instead, Take the necessary steps to shape your future in the best possible frame that you can imagine it. Give your job, finances, credit, family, and whatever is important to you, all 100% effort. Use your past mistakes to motivate you to achieve greatness. I constantly think about and remember everything that bad credit prevented me from doing in my life. 
and today appreciate my flawless credit report. You know, knowing the outcome of bad credit since I lived it, like how it prevented me from buying a new car when I needed one or obtaining a small business loan when I had a business opportunity presented to me, I keep these thoughts in the front of my mind and they motivate me to continue striving to increase my credit score to its maximum potential height. I'm not happy with an 828 credit score. I love what this good credit is doing in my life. I want it to be even higher. I want more of this good stuff. You know, without these past mistakes, I wouldn't have this added drive in my life and may not have an 828 credit score today. Lesson number two, the value of automatic bill pay. This seems like a pretty obvious one, but set up automatic bill pay on all of your credit cards and credit accounts, including your mortgage, your car payment. Just log in to your account online and set up automatic bill pay to pay the entire balance in full every month. If you do that, there's a guarantee, it's guaranteeing that you know, you're not gonna forget to pay your bill. It's very important. It's a basic but important step. Number three, credit lesson number three, get a secured credit card. This nasty credit was killing me, but I was determined more than ever before to climb out of the hole. At this point, my only chance of reviving my dying credit was to get a secured credit card. Nobody would issue me an unsecured card. I decided to unmask a new self and grew the initiative to just go into Bank of America, hand over $400 hard-earned cash. I was a, you know, a new, new business owner and um, not making much income at the time and uh, handed over my $400 hard-earned cash and uh, I was able to get my first credit card. It was time for me to crawl out of this hellish pit of lousy credit and I, I was finally ready to do it. Now banks, well, let me get into this first. Before getting my first secured credit card at Bank of America, I had applied for an unsecured card with probably five to six banks. And of course, had been rejected by all of them. Credit lesson number four, don't irresponsibly start applying for credit after credit. Soon after I had applied, okay, at five different banks for an unsecured credit card, and I had been rejected by all of them, within a month or two after getting rejected, you know, within a, a short time period, within 30 days, I applied for five different credit cards at five different banks, been rejected for all of them, and then within a month or two after that, I noticed my credit score went down even further. I don't remember exactly how far it went down, but I remember getting an alert. It went down by like another 10 points. So whatever you do, don't irresponsibly start applying for credit after credit. Once you get rejected once, you need to take a different approach. Credit lesson number five, don't just dispute everything on your credit. It's real easy to log into you know, your credit monitoring service like freecreditreport.com or experian.com. You log in and it says dispute an account. You could click dispute an account. You could dispute everything negative on your credit report. Don't do that. That's a big mistake because all the creditor would need to do, basically you're saying the account is not yours. So all the creditor needs to do is send the credit reporting agency the original agreement that you signed. When you applied for the credit, you signed an agreement. 
the creditor just sends that agreement to the credit reporting agency and they validate the account. Now you're going to get a mark on your credit report that says you disputed it, but that it was validated. And that's a nasty scar. It stays on your credit. It makes you look like a liar. You know, you, you disputed it, but it was really yours. So it's, it's going to hurt your credit even more by doing that. Um, number six, dispute and remove derogatory and inaccurate information. So step, uh, lesson number five, I disputed everything. Some of the stuff backfired and was validated. And I, uh, I had that notation on my credit that said I disputed it, but it was validated. But on number six, the good news is about 70% of the negative marks that I disputed, they were successfully disputed and removed from my credit report because of either being inaccurate, unverifiable, or legally uncollectible. Now, I didn't just log into the credit reporting agencies, uh, like I mentioned, where you can just click dispute, dispute, dispute. I actually had Marissa. She was the credit repair specialist that worked for Golden Financial back 15 years ago. She was the one who disputed everything on my credit report. She told me, Paul, you shouldn't just dispute everything. Against her advice, I said, I don't care, just dispute it all. So of course, it, some of it backfired, but the good news is 70% of the negative marks were successfully removed off my credit. They were disputed and removed. Now that, jumped my credit score significantly. So at that point, my confidence began to really build. Um, you know, in some circumstances, creditors will ignore a dispute because it's not worth their time to put together the necessary documentation that it would take to prove the legitimacy of a debt. So they'll just ignore it and, and the dispute will come off your credit. You must remember, debt collection companies only pay about 10 to 20 cents on the dollar for an account. By removing these old accounts from my credit, my credit score shot up by about 40 points. So this tip six is to dispute and remove what you can get off your credit report, but don't just start disputing everything. Before I continue with my story, let me provide a few of the technical details about disputing a debt. And this is actually going to be in the next podcast. I'm going to end this podcast right now. But I'm going to uh, share the second podcast, and that's what we're going to start off with, okay? I'm going to talk about the, the technical side of disputing a debt. Well, it's been fun. My first podcast officially done. Again, this is Paul Paquin at Golden Financial Services, and I look forward to doing another podcast soon.